2: Heads
3: down, gather here on to sing this all the way. Yeah. Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. And if it's the first time you heard the show, well, the show is in a couple of parts. The first part of the show, we talk about estate planning and elder law. And the idea behind estate planning is to transfer assets ordinarily, transfer assets one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes that we need to pay legally. Avoiding going through court, avoiding probate. In today's world with COVID, it's very important to avoid going through court to avoid probate. The second part of the show, we talk about nostalgia, politics, history, religion, whatever. And, you know, saddened to learn since our last broadcast, we lost two of our former guests who've been on the show. Pete Lamons, who was tied in for the 1969 Super Bowl Jets. He passed away, I guess, tragically in a, in a fishing boat accident. And Johnny Crawford, who I understand was suffered from Alzheimer's, who was Chuck Connor's son on the Rifleman for years and years. So, you know, sad to see both of them going. And Pete Lamons, I think, was about 77. And Johnny Crawford, I guess, was about 71 or 2. And um, it's a shame on both of them, but rest in peace. Meanwhile, in talking about estate planning and elder laws, most of you know each week we have one of our attorneys on the show with us. And today, who do we have?
4: We have Daniela Campoli.
3: Okay, Daniela. (laughs) Um, How long have you been with Connors and Sullivan?
4: Three years, actually, April 23rd.
3: Then it's over three years. Yes, over three years. (laughs) Okay. You confused me there for a minute. (laughs) And where'd you go to law school and where'd you grow up?
4: I grew up in Floral Park, Nassau County, on the border of Queens. And I went to law school at Pace University.
3: Okay. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of the times... You're working out of the Queen's offices because obviously you, you you know, you live there. And one of the things which comes in handy every once in a while, you do speak some Italian.
4: Correct. I do.
3: Okay. (laughs) Now, well, I remember when Joe Piscopo's cousin was in town, you were able to talk to her.
4: I was. She was from Naples.
3: Yeah. So, and and listen, we got to thank Joe for coming by last Friday. I know he's talking about it all day you know, on his show, but he came by and gave Father Paul a hand. And, you know, we really appreciate all the support Joe's given us in the show.
5: Well, not I mean, Joe is wonderful, and everyone at 970 who has come together to support Father Paul's mission and everything else is just much appreciated on our end. You know, y'all have no idea just how much we appreciate everything that you do for us.
3: Yeah, now Jerry Crowley was telling me that my interview with Father Paul or our interview with Father Paul is being played in Naples, all the time right now do you know michael how they got that or who's playing it
5: i have no earthly idea i guess you know matt borsey easily could have broken up the segments and because i send him all the parts every time i send him a show so very likely that he just took that interview shipped it to somebody down there but um no and and that's wonderful news because the message is getting out and fundraising is important but getting the message out and having people understand exactly what's going on is also just as important just as vital
3: and Father Paul is saying that a, that a fairly steady stream of checks are floating in, so please keep it up. Um, those people who hear Father Paul speak in person, and we're going to have some kind of a uh, you know event later this year. But those people who hear Father Paul speak in person are always overwhelmed, you know, by his presence and his demeanor. All right. Well, let's get back to uh, state planning, elder law. Danielle, you have a question for us?
4: Yes, I do. Okay, so the question is, Dear Mr. Connors, my 96-year-old mother was just told by her doctor that she can no longer live by herself and has to move to a nursing home. She has approximately $58,000 in savings and checking accounts combined. If she is admitted to a nursing home next week, when does she apply for Medicaid? As soon as she is admitted or after she spends down her money?
3: The answer would be, you know, as she spends down her money, but in this case, with $58,000, it would be possible to spend down your money literally in one month. Now, hopefully, she's going to have 20 days' worth of coverage to Medicare that will pay the whole bill, and then maybe Medicare will pay some more We'll pay some more if she's going through rehab, and maybe her supplemental insurance pays some, but hopefully, we've got a good month to work with. So $58,000, well, she's allowed to keep in today's world $15,900, so that gets us down to about 42000 and change. She can prepay her funeral if she hasn't done so, so maybe that takes another 15000 out. out. Um, she can do a few things. If she, she owns a car or she doesn't have a car, she can buy a car, and that could take care of... The rest, And you might say, well, why, why would we want to buy a car if she's going to a nursing home? What is she going to do with a car? Well, she can buy a car and give it away later to one of the children, grandchildren or whatever. And a grandchild can drive the car around and that money does not go to a nursing home. So if we spend thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 in the car, we've more than spent the, the $58,000 that's there. So, I mean, if we keep 16000 almost 15900 we spend $15,000 on a funeral and we buy a car for about $25,000, give or take. The money's all spent. And that's how you spend down. And if let's say for the sake of argument, we did this all in May. Grandma can apply for Medicaid on June 1st. Let's say you don't want to buy a car. You don't want to spend any of grandma's money. Uh, I don't know why you would but make that choice. But let's say you did. Well, we could give $13,000 away to, let's say, the, the children and pay for a nursing home bill for one month use $13,000 to pay for that one month's nursing bill. Hopefully, we've got some Social Security and pension that goes in to help make up for the, the full amount of the bill because ordinarily the bill is about $15,000 a month. So in that case, we could give away about $13,000, pay the nursing home one month, and still be instead of applying for, let's say, on June 1st, we're going to be applying maybe on July 1st, give or take. So there's always something you can do. And I, the lesson to from this question is, a lot of people say, well, the the social worker at the nursing home told me there's a five-year look-back period, so we can't do anything. But yes, you can. You're allowed to spend your money however you want. And I I was being very conservative here because we only have a $58,000 nut to crack, so to speak. But believe me, sometimes we can work with hundred, a $150,000 and get a plan together where we save most of that money. Now, what's really great if grandma in this case owns a house and the house has been in a trust for more than five years, we could put a hundred thousand dollars in the trust for the house, spend money on the house, and, and we can apply for Medicaid. Then month after, now Medicaid works on a month-to-month basis, so you know it's important to to keep control of the situation because what you do in May is done in May, what you do is June is done in June. So if you spend the money in May, you can apply in June. If you spend the money in June, you can't apply to July, and that might cost you 15 grand, depending on your Medicare coverage. And, you know, some people are under the misimpression Medicare at most will pay for 100 days in a nursing home. It never goes beyond that. Yeah, there might be a case where somebody's hospitalized out of the nursing home into the hospital and goes back, and 100 days may extend for a while. But Medicare does not pay for more than 100 days in a nursing home. So unless you have long-term care insurance nursing home insurance. You may want to do some planning to try to save your assets. And that's part of what we do at Connors & Sullivan. You can always give us a call at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. We have offices in Brooklyn, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn on 74th Street and Fifth Avenue. In Queens, we're in Middle Village and in Bayside. In Manhattan, we're on East 59th Street. In Staten Island, we're on Highland Boulevard. So if you want to call for an appointment. Please feel free to call. We do not charge for the first consultation. The first consultation is free. And everything we do as far as estate planning and elder laws on a flat fee basis, you come in, we talk it over, and then we go from there. And you have very little to lose. See what we have to say. It's up to you whether you follow our advice or not. But we have been doing it for a while, and, and usually I think most people are a lot better off following our advice You know, in one of these crisis situations. And remember, it's never too late to do something. But one of the times it is too late to do something if grandma has $58,000 and she's not mentally competent, then we got a problem. Because then to get a court appointed, guardian may take long and the money may be gone. And also there's some good news on the Medicaid, Medicaid home front. Uh, remember we've been talking about we're not sure when the law is going to be changed. Well, at least the the old rules are in effect until January 1st. You know, 2022 sounds almost like science fiction. But, Danielle, you want to explain how you apply for home care Medicaid until that date? Or what happens or how you can get there? Let's say grandma had $58,000. What what would we recommend if she wanted to come home?
4: So if grandma wanted to come home, then that $58,000 could be transferred into her trust, right? We would do an irrevocable trust for grandma and, as of let's say we did all of this in May, as of June first, she would be eligible for home care Medicaid
3: and fortunately, right now, because of the change in the law, if she does it on July first. she can apply in August, correct now, after January first, it apparently it's going to be a uh, thirty month look back period, a thirty month uh, yeah, thirty month yeah, look 30 back months. period, two and a half years. So you could lose easily two and a half years applying for uh, applying for those benefits. So if you're going to act, act now. Yeah. And I mean, you can't you can't really apply unless you have some kind of bill or disability. But if you can't apply, you may want to be grandfathered into the system before they they change the rules. Now, Danielle, I got two questions since we're talking about the the, the two guests of ours who passed away this past week. Do you know who Pete Lamons was? No. Okay. He was tight end for Joe Namath's '69 uh, Super oh, Bowl okay. Jets. Johnny Crawford. No. Okay. Well, if you look behind <laughs> you up there, there's a picture of Johnny Crawford
4: with chuck connors okay
3: so i think he was one of the best (laughs) childhood actors there ever was and in his later life he was a big band leader um he he released a couple of uh albums or whatever when he was younger and became a big band leader later in life unfortunately we never got a chance to uh to hear him in person but he did send us a whole bunch of his uh albums and we'll be sure to play some of his
5: music on the on air for y'all
3: All right, well, we're going to need to take a short break. I guess, Michael, what's up next? We're going to talk to Kevin McCullough?
5: Yep, after this, we're going to be going to Kevin McCullough for our question of the week.
2: Hi, Kevin McCullough. Every single week we promise you that Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan will be here to answer one of your questions, one of your real questions uh, for the uh, the the regional and I would say even uh, maybe in all the country, one of the best minds when it comes to estate care and elder law. Uh, Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan. Uh, the question this week comes from Daniel. He says, Mr. Connors, can you explain the difference between estate administration and probate? I've also heard of voluntary administration. What does all of this mean? Sign Daniel.
3: Okay, well, basically, these terms come into play when if you pass away their assets in you name a loan. If you have a will, the assets pass through probate. If you don't have a will, then the assets pass through a state administration and the state writes the will for you. Voluntary administration is when the state is worth less than $50,000 in New York. It's a simplified procedure. It's still, it's still going to court. It's still red tape. But basically, those three items, probate, estate administration, voluntary administration, is when someone dies, assets, in their
1: name alone.
2: And All right. for the court. All right. Well, friends, if you've got uh, additional questions like this or maybe specifics uh, to your situation that you'd like some clarity on, Mike's entire team is standing by ready to help you today. 718-238-6500 is the number. 718-238-6500. You can also send an email to askmikeconnors at gmail.com. Askmikeconnors at gmail.com. And uh, he will answer a question every week here on Kevin McCullough Radio. He'll also answer questions on his show on uh, am five and FM 102.3 WMCA Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock and Sunday mornings at 11 on AM 970 The Answer. Mike Connors, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin.
0: I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control and church was actually a a burden to
6: me.
7: I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time gradually quit going.
1: No, I didn't take my faith seriously which which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with.
0: You can have... A beautiful car, a big fancy home. If you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there.
1: We are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust, especially as a man. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. Thank God I'm home.
7: Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it.
2: There's peace in our home that we didn't have before.
0: You're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you.
3: If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit
6: CatholicsComeHome.org today. I have children. How can I
7: protect them if something happens to Will my, to my assets me? be lost if I go into a nursing home? We have property. How it will it affect
4: the ones still here? Who will help us take care of Grandma?
0: Attorneys who know their clients and the issues that matter most to them. Connors and Sullivan's estate planning, elder law, and probate attorneys work closely with every client. Don't leave behind problems for your family. Call 718 238 6500 and get a free consultation today.
7: Connors and Sullivan, plan now for later.
3: Welcome to the Connors Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. You know, back in the 50s and 60s, there were a lot of great TV shows and a lot of great child actors. But I think right now we're privileged to have the best child actor of the fifties and sixties, Johnny Crawford oh from the gosh. Rifleman. What do you mean? Oh my gosh! How are you doing today, Mister Crawford?
6: Oh, I'm I'm uh, very happy today. It's uh, very uh, sunny outside. I ha- I'm walking around in a t-shirt, and um, and I'm very uh, I feel very lucky. As, you know, I loved doing that show. I loved acting. I loved westerns, horses. And and um, I was I was uh, I, a musketeer uh, when I was nine, and 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 then they let me go because I I couldn't learn the, the dance routines fast enough or something, and I was uh, heartbroken, but um, I I I wanted to be Donald O'Connor and Tom Mix, and <laughs> I. And I got a chance to uh, to do things that um, I I really enjoyed, and uh, I wanted to do. I was doing episodic television uh, for a few years after the Musketeers, and then along came the the Rifleman, and uh, I was in heaven uh, for five years that we were ma- making that show. I had I had a, a wonderful uh, a teacher, welfare worker, uh, making sure that I. I uh, got some education while I was doing that, and uh, now I'm, I'm surprised and and very happy that that it's it's got still got life, and and uh, I'm I'm very proud to have been a part of it. You know, it was a unique show um, because, uh, aside from the the violence, it wasn't um, it wasn't like uh, violence is today. You know, and and and. Uh, the relationship between the father and the son was a unique thing that we had some wonderful writers, especially in the first two seasons. And, uh, we, Sam Peckinpah wrote the, uh, he did, I think six or seven e- episodes he wrote and directed and, and those were great. And we had some other, other wonderful filmmakers, uh, that, did and we got some wonderful actors, um, uh, that, that were anxious to do the show because it 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 started off with with a um, some wonderful episodes and and, and uh, a lot of actors uh, who might not have wanted to be in a, in westerns uh, were were very happy to uh, to work with us. And i met some wonderful
3: people. Yeah, you know, it's amazing sometimes when we see some of the uh, shows, you know, on uh, AMC and on T V, all the great Western actors that you had on there, Warren Oates, L.Q. Jones, Robert Armstrong, uh, Peter Whitney. Sidney Blackmer. Sidney Blackmer, yeah. I mean, you, it was incredible. Every week you saw somebody that yeah. was, was a really fine actor. It must have been great at your age to be working with those guys.
6: Oh yeah, and 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 they I, I, they were wonderful friends. I wanted to um, to spend more time getting to know them, but I had to uh, learn my lines and and do my homework at the same time. And so uh, they, it, it, it's a law in California uh, that um, working minors. Uh, they want to make sure that you're getting an education, which I appreciated. But, but by the time I had done the three hours that was uh, required during the day before uh, four o'clock, uh, in between scenes, and they, you know we would rehearse a scene, uh, block a scene, and and uh, then they, as soon as they did that, um, they would say, "Johnny, go to school," and and I would my, my teacher would ha- have a, a place. Uh, if we were shooting uh, a scene in the um, in the sheriff's office, uh, we would I would be going to school in the uh, saloon, and uh, vice versa. And and I managed to get an education, and and um, and I was uh, surrounded with all these wonderful <laughs> actors, fascinating histories. I was just, I was fascinated with movie history. And and I, I wanted to meet, you know, some actors who had worked in silent films and and especially westerns and and it was um, it was just terrific and I, the the wranglers uh, would have my horse uh, on location when we went on location my horse would be tethered and saddled and, and so that I could uh, if, especially during the summer if I, I didn't have to do any homework during the summer i I, w- I was off and um and i would climb on my uh, horse and sit sit in the saddle all day long <laughs> if i and and when the, they when we when we stopped shooting i uh, i was very disappointed if if they uh, if the um the the horses uh and the livestock were put you know taken it away i uh, just wanted that atmosphere uh, around me all the time
3: now you mentioned the fact you were interested in movie history and you had his one of the co-stars paul fix who's probably been as many films and you know as anybody
6: oh yeah his if you go on imdb and look at his history it's it's really impressive he um was a wonderful guy and um, I loved I loved talking to him and when he was on the set uh he he would sit in his chair and um and and the crew would um, would kind of uh try to be close to him so because he could tell stories about everybody and he was very good friends with John Wayne um through the years and he told me that uh he came to Los Angeles after World War One, and um, decided to become an actor. And he he purchased a book in 1922 uh, that gave the information of all the production companies, and 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 um, and he gave that book to me, and I still have it. 1922. Very...
3: Now he worked in silence, I assume. <laughs>
6: I worked in silence uh I would bring my 8 millimeter um uh, camera and take take uh, footage on location and uh, I've got to look at that stuff I I hope it's still good um but uh, I, I I got to meet I asked the uh, assistant directors who who would uh select um the the um, extras um I, would, I wanted to, you know, talk to everybody that had been in, in the business for a long time. And, and some of the extras uh, there were, were previously very popular actors in silent films. And um, I made friends with Minta Durfee, who was Charlie Chaplin's first leading lady when he was uh, under contract to Max Sennett. And, and she was, uh, uh the widow of, uh, of, uh, what's his name? Fatty Arbuckle. And I just, uh, you know, I had wonderful people. We would have lunch together. She, she meant to, um, was great friends to, with my grandmother who was my guardian on the set. And, um, we would go to lunch together, and uh, and then I got to meet one of uh, a lady that was in uh, several uh, William S. Hart films in the late teens and early twenties, and um, and I was so excited to meet her. She was she was uh, uh, very attractive, and um, of course, I I thought that she was very old because she was about sixty years old by the time we were she was on our set, <laughs> and she was she was very sweet and and she gave me um, several uh, well maybe five or six photo, photographs of the films uh, that she did with William S. Hart. William S. Hart was a New York actor who was born and raised in. Um, Montana, I believe, and became an actor and I, on in on the new york uh, circuit and and came to los angeles uh, after he he found out that thomas h Ince um came to Los Angeles and was making a name for himself doing these westerns these silent movie westerns and now I have um, a wonderful collection of orchestrations that were used um, by pianists and uh, and orchestras to accompany the uh, silent films, and I've I've uh, I've enjoyed doing that several times uh, at the academy, and and I I've uh, been the the orchestra for um, the the Art Directors Guild Awards, um, I think, 17 times. And, uh, and it's really unique, the, the music that I bring with me, uh, because some of it is recognizable, you know, if I'm doing something by Gershwin or Cole Porter, but there's so many other wonderful uh, songs, and, and nobody hears the original treatment of those songs. And that's what, what I like about the uh, orchestrations. And, um, my first, um, recording of that period music using the authentic orchestrations from the period, n- not, not contemporary. Um, I'm, I'm very proud about how that turned out, but, but I did it on the run. I, the, the, um, uh, all the tracks on, on that album, um, which is called sweeping the clouds away, um, uh, I I lost my train of thought.
3: That's okay. Oh, now, a lot of people may not realize that after the Rifleman, you did well. Even during the Rifleman, you had a, a singing career at that time in the sixties.
6: Uh huh. Yeah. Um. My uh, we had a, a family friend who who knew Bob Keen, um who was a had been a clarinetist, and and he replaced Artie Shaw when Artie Shaw retired. And, and he was very successful. He um, signed Richie Valens and some other um, people. And, and uh, our, our family friend, mutual friend, uh, put, put us together. And, and uh, after shooting the Rifleman, um, I would go home and um, have dinner. And then I would go to the recording studio and um he would have some tracks already recorded uh, and i and i would uh, get to sing these songs and i wanted to do some, the older songs but uh, he, you know I, he wanted me to do contemporary stuff bubblegum music uh, but i got to do some they gave me some he gave me some uh you know wonderful songs uh, Cindy's birthday was my uh uh, best uh, seller and then that was followed with Your Nose is Gonna Grow and Rumors and, um, and on the albums I did five albums and I got to do some standards um, and um, but I never could get him to let me do uh, Sweeping the Clouds Away
3: <laughs> Okay, so again this is the music of the, let's say the earlier part of the 20th century How did you get involved yeah. in that? I mean that's
6: well, like I said, my my grandfather, my father's father, my um, he um, I never got to meet him. He died uh, in 1941, and uh, just before Pearl Harbor. And and um, what was the question?
3: <laughs> now, how'd you get into that music of the early 20th century? Oh, you know.
6: Well, okay. As soon as I learned how to operate a a, a, a phonograph. Um, I, w- I would um, put, put these old records on there, and 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 I, I had wonderful uh, music uh, by you know people who didn't do, do that kind of music anymore, you know, and and I fell in love with it, and nothing appealed me as I grew older. I you know was thought, you know interested I and uh, I enjoyed the popular music of the ter- of of that current time but but then I thought that there was something really wonderful about the the early uh, treatments of, of popular standards and and I was a fan of Annette Hanshaw who was um, uh, a wonderful singer, a jazz singer, but uh, she had a tone, and 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 a, she was just, uh, uh, just, oh God, um, she she, and her all of her tracks are now available. You can go on YouTube and just look up Annette Handshaw. And she, she was very popular. All the musicians, studio musicians in New York, um, were, loved working with her. But she was very bashful. She didn't uh, like performing in public, but she was very comfortable with a microphone. And um, she was uh, on the radio and, and uh, at a very young age. And... Um, And she's the sound of her voice is just um, I know her uh, immediately when I hear something that she did. And it's just, um, uh, you know, it's just uh, there's nobody like her today.
3: All right. Now you have a new CD out. Where can the public, uh, you know, learn more about it or purchase it?
6: It's available on Amazon.com, and, um, and it's doing pretty well um, without any promotion, really. Um, but um, I, uh, I'm really anxious uh, to get the, the next album done. And uh, unlike the first album, which I had to use, uh, you know, uh, live uh, performances... Uh, when there wasn't, you know, the, the uh, tools that uh, I'm now going to be able to do with the with the the new CD, and uh, so I'm really uh, enjoying putting that together. I I I have some songs that um, I've got the original orchestrations to to work with, and and then there's some some of the songs. I don't have that, but I've. But I have a wonderful uh, musician. My uh, drummer uh, is a great musician, and he can listen to the authentic, the original recordings, and and um, and get it ready for the recording session. And I'm really excited about that. And some of these songs have never been heard by people, and they're just adorable you know and they're they're romantic they're sweet and they're hot and um and and, uh very clever and and i i'm i'm very lucky to be able to do that
3: very good now i just i can't let you go without at least saying something about chuck connors working with chuck connors
6: well he was um a very close friend we um Met in the offices of uh, Levy Gardner Laven, the producers, and um, and he was uh, unlike anybody else I've ever known. He was, uh, you know, six foot five and a half, and he was very um, exuberant. He he was very sweet to me, and and, and and I was very comfortable around him. Um, and sometimes he would he would make me mad because he he was a, <laughs> he would make faces at me while I, they were doing my close up you know or something. <laughs> and but it was all uh, wonderful, and uh, we were good friends for all those years. And and I was, I miss him a lot, you know.
3: Well, you know, like I said, he's he grew up not far from where we're broadcasting right now in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. So his mother lived about a block away from my parents. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he's a little bit of a local hero. Now, one time oh, I sure. I saw, you know, a, a blog on a, a thing saying that the Rifleman was one of the most conservative shows in the history of television. Do you have any comments on that? Gee, I never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's interesting.
6: You know, it's. Some people probably don't watch the show because of the title, because if they're very liberal and they don't think that we should, uh, you know, have guns uh, to protect ourselves. Uh, he wasn't about like that, you know, and and I neither was I. And he, but I was kind of liberal when I was uh, very young. Yeah, I wasn't real smart, and and he. Um, he was very frustrated that I that I was like that, and and uh, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that he knows that uh, I finally grew up, <laughs> and uh, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, Ben Carson.
3: Okay, that's a you know that's a very nice thought there. Uh let me ask you: You did do one film with John Wayne, and I think Paul Fix was in that too, *El Dorado*. Yeah, we
6: weren't in the same scenes together, and and I'm just at the in the first ten minutes, um, uh, I I, I uh, got to work with uh, Howard Hawks, a legendary director of westerns, and and uh, he was he was very kind, um, but um. I got I got killed in the first ten minutes, but it was a, it was a good scene, and uh, I enjoyed being on location in in Arizona.
3: We're going to have to take a short break. You're listening to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. Our guest is Johnny Crawford of the Rifleman's Fame.
1: Speak with me right now. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now eight-nine four three-2646. or try me on the internet at www.quanticbank.com/fmelia. Once again, call eight eight eight. 943 and you could be on your way to a stress-free retirement. Frank
0: Milia, NMLS number 62591. All loans provided by Quantic Bank. NMLS number 403503.
3: Welcome back to the Connors Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. With me right now is Johnny Crawford, and we were talking at some point about the rifleman. And one of my wife's favorite child actors of the fifties or sixties is Johnny Crawford, you know, Mark McCain. And and she would like to talk to you for a few minutes, Johnny.
7: Oh, sure. Hello, yeah. how how are you? Oh, I just thought you were the best ever. <laughs> and and what's nice is every Saturday morning my husband turns on the Rifleman he's watching his cousin Chuck and I'm watching you oh it's it's the good old days
6: <laughs> well, you didn't see it when it was first on television. You you were looking at the reruns if it was Saturday morning, right?
7: Uh, well, we're looking at reruns now, but I, I I was born in the early 50s. I remember it. Oh, it was just wonderful. Oh, okay. It was good stuff. And I am so happy to hear that um, of your music because I'm going to be one of the first people. I did not know until we were trying to track you down because we loved you in The Rifleman, etc. I did not know that you were a musician and that is just I I had a brief career my last stint was um, Fred Waring do you remember him? Sure uh-huh well I sang with him for a little while and it was just a lot wow. of, a lot of fun a lot of, and all the I was looking at the list of all the songs that you're you're choosing some some good ones how how oh, do, yeah. yeah how do you come up with um with what you want on your CDs
6: well I just um, I'm listening to this music all the time and and uh and I'm really, and and I have, I inherited a lot of sheet music and some, some orchestrations, I didn't really inherit that many orchestrations, but in those days they did, you know, they, they promoted songs before radio, you know, uh, with, with the orchestrations uh, that that would be played in restaurants and uh, gathering places and, and, so I started a search after working with Vince Giordano. Um, I got a, a few things from him and then, um, I, uh, just found some, you know, collections. People would call me, um, and, and, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, a DJ here in Los Angeles, um, uh, was the son of, of a pianist, um. Uh, who came to Los Angeles in the uh, early twenties and that was that was true that I was given all all of those orchestrations. All those things were missing. That's one of the frustrations is that often, you know, you you find uh in a collection um you know you know, one or more uh instruments are right. not uh,
7: right. They're not there. there. Yeah.
6: You can have you know um, you can have a good a good, um, a good uh, partner to who's who's enjoys uh, filling out those those different parts and um, and it's very exciting to, to, to put these in front of the musicians. Um, I, my musicians can sight read these things and you know like a, just like a typewriting you know a secretary <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes sometimes they put some feeling into it it's like <laughs> or they, well or good
7: good music after, good music makes you feel it you know it's hard not to feel like, it if something's good right
2: right
6: and and um uh, these guys are you know after they've played it a few times they start inventing giving it uh, something more than is on the paper and and that's very that's very exciting to me and and then i get to take the chorus of the, the lyrics you know
7: oh that's nice well it sounds like you're just having a wonderful time i'm i'm envious
6: yeah it, it's a great job i i love i love the, the acting but the, the, there's nothing like doing this wonderful music
7: well how many pieces do you have uh, in your band
6: well, it depends on the budget. Um, I, 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 uh, I play every other month at Cicada Restaurant downtown Los Angeles. It's a, a wonderful venue. The, the building was, is from the late 20s, and it was a haberdashery, a very successful haberdashery, and now it's been a restaurant for a number of years, and, and it's, uh, it, the acoustics are terrific. And um, we have um, a, lot, you know, a lot of people that uh, come to see us and hear the music. Oh, and that
7: is, that's wonderful.
6: It's a great privilege to, to uh, have those things.
7: To keep the music going on, because what's so sad is there are so many, I have some, some old records from way back when, and they're, they're just incredible. They're just incredible and it's and it is wonderful music and it's it's so I'm it's so sad if it if it goes away. So thank you, thank you for keeping exactly. it alive.
6: Yeah. Oh well. I, it's my pleasure, believe me, you know.
7: Well, listen, really, uh, if you are you ever going to come to Brooklyn?
6: I'm sure I will um after um I finish this album. I don't know how long it's going to take because I'm recording, my you know using my my favorite musicians and I can't get them all together at the same time, and and I really don't want to. I I'm going to do the the rhythm the rhythms uh, uh, section first, and um, and then I can uh, take add to that the other instruments. You know the the uh, horns and. And um, violins, and uh, and it's going to be a wonderful, just so wonderful song. I can't wait.
7: I tell you I what, wait. N- New York City needs your music. So, you know, let, just when you when you finish everything, let us know. It okay, be... I will. <laughs> oh, well, listen, thank you and once again thank you so much because that it's not not I wish more people were familiar with with the music that you're doing. I just hope it doesn't get lost. So thank you.
6: Oh, I appreciate that. I was very lucky because my my grandparents were all musicians and and my mother was a wonderful pianist and I would hear uh, great music in the house all the time. And, and uh, I, you know, it, it's just, it's really sad that there aren't many people um, anymore, or maybe I'm wrong, that, um, you know, have a love of, of that, that, that uh, popular music. Uh, aside from that, there's, there's, you know, I love, I love classical music. Not all of it, but but uh, I'm a big fan of um, of those wonderful uh, musicians, uh, composers, and and uh, I listen to that in the car.
7: I know it's it's good for the soul. We need we yeah. need we need more music that's good for the soul. So I I, I do mean it. Thank you very very much.
6: <laughs> okay, I'll, you'll get one of the first copies.
3: <laughs>
7: I'm ready. I'm waiting.
3: (laughs) Well, thank you for being on the show. Whether
0: you You need help with drafting
3: a will or trust, power of attorney, health care proxy,
0: living will or protecting your assets from nursing home costs, Connors & Sullivan's goal is always the protection of your rights and interests. The professionals at Connors & Sullivan have been
3: helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 30 years. I'm Mike Connors. Come to our office for a free initial consultation. Talk with me or one of our experienced attorneys to see Um. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer. Right now I'm, you know, alone in the studio because of different events. But, you know, rest in peace, Johnny Crawford. Uh, The Rifleman, for obvious reasons, one of my favorite TV shows when I was growing up. And, of course, right now you still can catch it on some of these old nostalgia channels or whatever. And, you know, when in Bay Ridge back in the, the 50s and 60s, one of the biggest days of the year was May seventeenth, Norwegian Day. Of course, it was usually celebrated on the Sunday that was closest to May seventeenth. And Norwegian Day was Norwegian Constitution Day, which I'm I still got to figure this out. But the Constitution was apparently approved on May seventeenth, eighteen fourteen, and and why it was that date, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe we'll get that answer. Question that question to that answer um, solved or the answer to that question solved next week because we're gonna have the council general of Norway Harriet Berg on our show and I'm gonna talk a bit a little bit about Norway and, and May seventeenth and how May seventeenth is so important to you know the the people of Norway and of course where I grew up in Bay Ridge Brooklyn when I was a young boy Norwegian Day was one of the biggest days, you know, of the year. And my father used to own a bar here in Bay Ridge, and the two biggest days in in the bar, as far as business were concerned, was usually St. Patrick's Day, March seventeenth, and Norwegian Day, May seventeenth. In the meanwhile, you know we're going to be back on the same stations next week. We're going to have the Consul General of, of Norway, Harriet Berg, on. But if you want to schedule an appointment with our office, you want to talk about estate planning and elder law, give us a call at seven one eight two three eight. 6500 718-238-6500 we have offices in queens and bayside queens middle village queens bayridge brooklyn staten island highland boulevard and manhattan 110 east 59th street so if you have if you want to discuss your estate plan and everybody should do something everybody should have a will if nothing else give us a call we'll talk it over Everything we do as far as estate planning and elder laws on a flat fee basis, we charge by the job, not by the hour. So you come in, we talk it over, the initial consultation is free, and then we go from there. And you decide what you need to do. And, and we'll give you our estimate based on the facts that you give us, and we'll come up with a plan for you, and then you'll know how much it costs, and then you decide whether you want to go ahead or not. But believe me... Everybody out there, you should have a will. Everybody should have a will. And when you come up with the reasons why you don't need a will, I'll come up with a half dozen reasons why you do. So if you want, give us a call at 718-238-7500. And meanwhile, we'll see you next week at the same time and stations.
2: Hi, Kevin McCullough, are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors & Sullivan's Lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC.